Good morning, good morning. It's Eshin Brander Shoshana back for another episode in 2002 to first episode of the new year on Zen wisdom for your everyday life. And what a life, and what a new year, and what a day. And good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. No matter what, good morning. We're here. The conditions may not be exactly as we thought, as we wished, as we dreamt and hoped, but we are here to view them, to experience them, to share them. We're here. And in a way, that, that's all that Zen is about. Good morning, I'm here. Thank you. You know, usually we make the moment about the conditions that we're facing. Is it a beautiful day? Did my friend call? Is something good happening? Even some groups say, only good news, only good news. <laughs> that always kind of jostled me about. I only want to hear good news, nothing but good news. And that's considered actually a blessing. Nothing but good news. Well, from the very highest point of view, there is nothing but good news because we're here to see it, to feel it, to smell it, to taste it. We're here. And that is good news. We're alive. Whatever the condition we might be in at the moment, here we are. See, from the Zen perspective, <clears throat> what causes us so much of our difficulty and strife and suffering is that what is good is something to our liking. And if it's not to our liking, it's bad, bad day, bad news. And we got to get it back to our liking. In fact, there's a wonderful, wonderful saying by one of the great teachers, Sosan. And that saying is to separate what we like from what we dislike is the disease of the mind. It's very profound, very important. I'll, I'll repeat it so we can hear it, take it in. To separate what we like from what we dislike is the disease of the mind. So I don't like a rainy day. I don't like COVID going around. I don't like that I can't do what I might wish I could do. I don't like all this illness. I don't like, I don't like. It's all bad, bad, bad. Now, I'm not saying we don't want to do whatever we can to improve or to correct or to help others through this period, of course, of course. This is not saying to be passive, but it's deeper than that. <clears throat> it's really deeper than the actions that we might take because what it's saying is don't hate the day. Don't hate yourself. Don't hate another because it doesn't meet your wishes. Don't separate it, because actually the truth is one moment conditions will be this way, the next moment there'll be another way, the next moment there'll be another way. So the conditions keep changing, changing, changing. They have to. That is the nature of conditions. But when we cling to them and demand they be a certain way, or put all our force into changing them, or all of our force into identifying with the good positions, not the bad ones, we become very disturbed, distressed, and out of touch with what's really happening now. Now, that's the biggest problem. Out of touch, disconnected. 
with the simple reality of what's happening now. It's such a monumental gift and fruit of practice, excuse me, that we can be more aware and in touch and accepting, actually, of the moment as it comes, what's happening now. And if we really are, we'll see that what's happening in an hour from now is nothing nothing like what's happening now. And just noticing that continuing change can be a source of great possibility and great joy and great aliveness rather than a state of great despair. Our despair, our distress, our anger, it's not because of what's happening. It's because of the way in which we respond to it. That's an enormously, enormously important point. So again, I'd like to repeat it. Our upset, our disappointment, our despair, our whatever it is, sorrow, is not due to what is actually happening. It is due to the way in which we respond to it. Very powerful, powerful jewel. Because we cannot often, most of the time, change what's actually happening. We cannot. But we can certainly take charge of how we see it, how we receive it, and how we respond to it. And believe me, the way we respond to something, the way we perceive something, affects that greatly, greatly, greatly. Even in the scientific world, there have been many experiments, it's so interesting, done about this point, to illuminate this point. I remember reading all about these experiments about speaking to water, actually, and they did many, many tests. And when you spoke to the water lovingly, oh my goodness, how delicious you are, how beautiful you are, the different reactions that the water itself had, really, truly, the cells changed was so fascinating to read all about that and that's part of actually it's part of quantum physics too the way we perceive something certainly interacts with its existence with what it is how it is so we're we're all so connected and how something appears to us in our life again that has so much to do with the way in which we perceive it and the way in which we receive it as well. So this practice, you could call it Zen, but the word Zen, you know, it's very interesting. It it means many, many things. But the way I interpret it, it means you. (laughs) There's a cute little saying, when you become you, Zen becomes Zen. Zen, it means now, it means life, it means aliveness. It means really something even more beautiful letting go of that which is unnecessary, eating the fruit, not the grunt, and taking, taking the, the external shell, putting it to the side, drinking the coffee, letting the grinds be the grinds, but taking the coffee, drinking the coffee, the essence of life, the essence of our experiences, 
And you could also interpret it to mean that which will make us happy, joyful, and alive. Alive, fully alive. <clears throat> I wrote a book a while ago called Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. Now, normally we think we are fully alive. What do you mean? I'm alive. I'm well, I'm breathing, I'm eating. But, but it's an interesting thing. I remember one of the quotes where one of the great teachers said at, later on in his life, when I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm tired, I sleep. <clears throat> Fools laugh at me, but the wise understand. I love that. When I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm tired, I sleep. I'm not fighting my nature. I'm not fighting the world. <clears throat> I'm not fighting the rhythms as they come. And somebody might say, well, that's so simple. Why do you have to come to that at the end of your life? What is that about? Everybody does that. Oh, no, no. Many people, when I'm hungry, I suppress my feelings. I don't eat. When I'm hungry, I fantasize. When I'm hungry... I work extra hard so I don't feel my hunger. This is not only physical hunger, all kinds of hunger. When I'm tired, I take a pill to get more energy and I keep going because it's not time to sleep now. Many of us, many of us like that, not in tune, not in alignment with our own natural rhythms and the natural, beautiful, inevitable rhythms of life itself. There's, And Zen really then practice really connects us to our own inner rhythms, the rhythms of the universe, and the rhythms of the people around us. We don't discount that either. It's all one. We are all in tune, in touch, in touch. And therefore, we live along the great cusp of life. We're not fighting life. We're not, we're not trying to manipulate it. We're not trying to force it into a certain mold that it might not be ready for. Just the same thing as a child. When you're raising a child, sometimes we try to force that child into a certain mode, a school, an activity, <clears throat> an identity that that child is not ready for. <clears throat> and that might not even suit that child at all. In a way, Zen is very radical non-interference. I love that word so much. Do not interfere. So here we are. And I'm, I'm taking a little pause. All of a sudden there's time for a pause just came. We're talking about the pause. And, and being in alignment with the natural flow of the day, of the change of our life. And how that is what Zen practice brings us to. And, and, and what it really implies, I would have to say, even on a, in, in a deeper level, is where do we put our trust? Where do we put our deepest faith and connection? Is it with our man-made ideas, plans, thoughts? Or is it with something deeper, higher? the great flow of life as it comes to us, to enter it, to understand it, to be with it, to honor it. There's wisdom that comes to us from many, many sources 
way beyond our thoughts, our mind, our plans. There's wisdom, even in the events that come that we don't like. They're bringing, they're bringing understanding, they're bringing growth, they're bringing clarity. And when we view the new year that way, when we view our experiences, good, let's say wanted and unwanted that way, it puts us in charge in a way of our reactions, all this anger, upset, distress, certainly diminishes because we're receiving life differently, we're looking at it differently, and we're, and we're growing in a very beautiful way. This applies not only to Zen, but to many, many practices. This principle can be also stated as, thy will be done. Or it can be stated as, look, taste, and see that life is good. Now by that, that good is absolute. It's not good as opposed to bad. Taste and see that life is nourishing, that life is meaningful, that life is many-dimensional. My, one of my first, my very first, really, Zen teacher, Son Roshi, used to say, many-dimensional universal life, endlessly dimensional universal life. So we live usually on maybe very one or two dimensions, our thoughts, our ideas, our routines, but endlessly dimensional universal life. And in one way, we're just a speck, and another way, we contain it all. We're enormously important, every single one of us. The way we receive our life and our experience, the the amount of joy we receive and offer to others, the, the clarity we may have and offer to others affects the whole world, affects everything, affects everything. So don't ever think that you're just a speck in this huge, multidimensional, universal life. You're a speck connected to every other speck <laughs> and can bring everyone to a beautiful understanding. When you, when you do that for yourself. So what I think I really want to say today is here we're starting a new year. Don't focus on the, how today is, tomorrow is, these little, the events, the changes, 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 what's going to happen. Focus on how you can find great beauty and meaning and joy and, and growth. And how you can share that with others. Thank you for listening. It's very meaningful to me that you listen. I love being with you all. The uh, URL for the website is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And my, and my um, email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Okay, thank you. And I look forward to hearing from you. And anybody who has anything to say, you're most welcome to say it. By the way, I have a... Um, a newsletter, a weekly newsletter, maybe more than weekly on Substack.com, and it's called Zen by Brenda, and it's at Substack.com, and I, I have a, uh, I put out little articles based on this, so you might enjoy that. Okay, take care and have a beautiful day. Bye-bye, and a beautiful new year.